Welcome to the underground. Turn me up, bitch! My Little Underground with Peter A. It's My Little Underground. I'm Peter A. Make sure you're subscribed anywhere you get podcasts. And be sure to follow me on socials at MLUPod. You can also support My Little Underground for as little as a $1 a month. Link in the description and over at PeterARadio.com. I also have a brand new monthly newsletter that you can sign up for also at PeterARadio.com. And today on the show, we're going to kick off Black History Month by celebrating some great black artists that you may not have heard of. And to help me out, I have the great Alicia Gaines, the bass player of the Chicago outfit Ganser. Sit tight, discover great black artists right here on My Little Underground. Alicia, thank you so much for uh, joining me again here on My Little Underground. So it is Black History Month, so... I thought it would be perfect to chat with you about some great black artists that a lot of people probably don't know about. But if you have a few pop stars in there, I don't really care. You know, we're just celebrating <laughs> celebrating us today. You know, so mm. I'll let you go first. So the first one I thought I, I would I would I would get uh, reprimanded by some of my friends if I didn't include her on this list. Uh, the first one that I'm going to list is Polystyrene, which is an artist that I hope. I get to hear a little bit more about in an upcoming documentary. Um, it's it's currently starting to screen selectively, but she was the singer. I think she she formed the band X-Ray Specs, but she has just a huge footprint on especially women in punk, women in rock. Um, she's just one of my absolute favorites. Um, but she stepped away from the spotlight um, pretty early on in her career. So there's a lot there that I don't know that I'm really excited to find out about her. Oh, great. See, this is exactly why I did this. I've never heard of, of the X-Ray Specs. So I'm glad that we're doing this. This is great. Um, <laughs> so the first group on my list is a group that I've been uh, obsessed with over the last uh, year or so. And that group is The Equals. And the Equals, there are, um, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but Mm-mm. they're a uh, like garagey soul pop group from uh, the, the UK, led by mm-hmm. Eddie Grant. And they had, you know, a little time in the spotlight in like the 60s and in the 70s. And what's interesting, and th- they were actually known as one of the first major interracial groups mm-hmm. in the UK. Uh, Pioneers, which is, I think is fantastic. Very, very tight uh, sharp songwriting, really overwhelmingly catchy tunes. Like it's it's unbelievable. Like uh, for example, Rub a Dub, nineteen sixty nine. If you hear it, the first thirty seconds, it's it's going to be stuck in your head for <laughs> weeks weeks to come. But I think, especially Ty Siegel fans would recognize Diversion, and uh, Ty did a cover of it on his twenty sixteen uh, album Emotional Mugger. And the two versions are totally different from each other. Um, the, the equals version is very, you know, 60 soul-esque kind of style or whatever. And, you know, Ty Siegel has, it's, you know, Ty is just very abrupt and abrasive garage. So yeah, I definitely would check out uh, the equals that diversion. It, it is gorgeous. And Rub-A-Dub, just a pretty song just to kind of take the edge off. Cause I listened to it when I was in a really bad mood and I just mm-hmm. felt great after listening. <laughs> All right, what, what you got for me next? Uh, up next, I've got someone, it's another person that I would love to know a little bit more about. Um, it's Barry Adamson. He's known primarily as the basis for the band Magazine, 
uh, a band that I absolutely love. Um, you know, songs like Shot uh, by Both Sides and uh he's just one of those people that has had like a really interesting career and it's one of those things where i wonder with musicians like this like if they know the trajectory that they're on or is it one of those things where you get to a later port in your life and you're like wait a minute i did all this amazing stuff so he was in magazine but then also he was in the bad seeds with nick cave um he worked on multiple movie soundtracks for like david lynch um, just like a really cool musician all around, but um, I feel like not a lot of people know about him. No, I don't. Great. What, what was his name? He's in a group called uh, Magazine. Mm -hmm. right? Barry Adamson. Barry Adamson. All right. If if uh, the artists that you named are on Spotify, we have to make like a, we have to team up on a playlist. We yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Who's next on my list? Oh, man, this group is a group by... Uh, I've been grown to love so much, and I just started diving into, and Trouble Funk, you know Trouble Funk, the legendary yeah. Bogo group? Oh, oh, man, they are incredible. Um, they have this very uh, danceable funk sound that is unbelievably groovy. Like, this mm. is uh, the best representation of party music, in my opinion, you know, Today's like party music is very, you know, electronic trance house bass, but this is just mm -hmm. like party music with like guitars, bass, etc. cetera. Mm. It is incredible, incredible stuff. Like their music kind of represents the ultimate live experience. Even if you've, I've never seen them live. They, they, they still play till this day. But if you just, if you listen to their music, you feel like you're right there. Um, and if anybody listens to the 15 minute, live version of one of their biggest hits drop the bomb it's on spotify um it's just 15 minutes of just raw adrenaline soul and the true definition of keeping it funky the true definition it's it's incredible wow and that's not even like a club mix that's just like the original song is 15 yeah. minutes wow yeah, it's, it's no actually the, the original song is not 15 minutes but there's oh, okay. a live version on on spotify oh i see i see it stretches out it's it's unbelievable and it's it's almost like it's auditory caffeine you know when you mm -hmm. hear it you, you, like a burst of energy just runs right through you and i definitely would recommend there are uh, they did a live album what was it called it was saturday night live from dc i <laughs> thought it was you know a saturday night live performance but it's just they're just playing live in DC on a Saturday night and he's put it on a record and it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. All right, your turn, what you got? So on my end, I picked someone who, if I'm ever feeling away, cause I feel like, you know, we've been doing that a lot lately. Um, I'll go put on an interview with Eartha Kitt. She just exudes a certain kind of, uh, can't mess with me kind of attitude that, I think I, I was going through this list and trying to figure out like who I wanted to talk about. And I think that that's a really common thing with um, with black artists is that some of them to get to the level that they are, they have to have a, a persona that whether they had that naturally or whether they kind of had to learn it of just like, I don't care what you think. This is what I have to say. Don't mess with me. And there are some Eartha Kitt interviews that are just like, 
chef's kiss perfect um where she just gives like the best zingy zingy answers and she has some of the like most fun like kind of novelty novelties tunes in the 60s that are just like i don't know there's always a fun thing to put on what kind of uh, music does she make um they're kind of like coy flirtatious kind of like almost like uh Nancy Sinatra kind of songs, you know, like that kind of like thing. They're very uh, cute. <laughs> kid. All right, cool. I'm glad that you've named a whole bunch of people I've never heard of. <laughs> okay, who's on my list? Uh, Mr. Junior Kimbrough. You know about him? No. Ooh. Oh, man. Good stuff. He's a legendary uh, Mississippi bluesman. Um, he's known for his very hypnotic drone-like guitar playing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I hear his, his stuff, I think... Like this is where like the whole, oh, not necessarily, but almost where the like the doom sound kind of originated. It it has mm-hmm. that kind of quality, but it's not so you know deep and you know gross. But yeah. there's this kind of hypnotic drone element that that doom has, and he's actually been making music since the '60s. But mm-hmm. he didn't start putting out music until the '90s because he was on a label, Gold Wax, and. Okay owner of the label, Quentin uh, think Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He didn't want to release any of his music because it was quote unquote, too country. But this guy himself was a country artist. So it made no sense. Yeah. Um, He didn't put out an official album until 1992. That possum put out all night long and it's it's a brilliant album, it's amazing. Um, But Black Keys fans might be familiar with Junior Kimbrough because they did a tribute EP in 2006, uh, Chulahoma. And it was actually okay. interesting. They did, uh, when Blackies did Austin City Limits, um, in between mm-hmm. sets, they were doing some bantering and one person shouted out in the crowd, my mind is rambling, which is a Junior Kimbrell song and the Blackies covered it on, on Chulahoma. But they, didn't, they didn't play it, but uh, I think it's interesting how much of an impact um, Junior Kimbrell's sound has had on the, the, the blues music because even after an artist covers it, they still want to hear it. And I think that's, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard with those genres. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like black people invented those, but then for some reason it's hard for us to jump back in, you know, it feels like there's, there's some kind of barrier there. I'm glad that that's, it's seeming like it's starting to change. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm seeing a whole lot of a whole wave of, you know, black artists coming my way which I haven't seen before, which is which is terrible to say about the music industry. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that, you know, like art, artists like you, like Ganser came mm-hmm. my way and Pom Pom Squad's coming my way. And I'll talk about this person later, Yola came my way. And I think this is just absolutely amazing. I, I love this. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, this is the time period where, you know, just like back then, you know, black artists aren't afraid to um, go outside of what black people think you know, a, a black artist should sound like, you know? Um, right. Okay, is it your turn? It's your turn, right? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's my turn. So this one I'm picking just purely for selfish reasons. I think this is someone that I grew up with and like kind of dismissed maybe as like, you know, my parents' music or whatnot, but I've been listening to a ton of Tina Turner. What? Cause she rips. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of her stuff with Ike is absolutely wonderful. It's like the best, like making breakfast in the morning music. I know that's very specific. And then if you get into stuff that's more in the eighties, 
like uh, the theme to the Mad Max movie she was in, Thunderdome. Uh, that's been one that has been just like a funny song to sing around the house. So I would say Tina's been entertaining me um, <laughs> unexpectedly. <laughs> okay. All righty. Um, this next group is definitely for you, Alicia. Mm -hmm. um, ESG. I think we oh, talked about great. it. Yeah. Oh, they're great. Absolutely. Like the one thing that uh, one of the key identifiers with them is their bass heavy sound. And I just, mm -hmm. you as a bassist, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. thinking um, there's no way you don't listen to them. There's oh no yeah. No, they're, they're super. Yeah. They're, they're up there. I mean, they're one of those things, one of those bands where it's like, I'm so glad that they've been able to make music again recently because I have no idea. I haven't read many interviews with them. I have no idea what their treatment was the first time out the gate, but I imagine walking into any club at the time period that they were first making music, I'm sure people were like, I'm sorry, who who are you? You know, it was it would probably be something like that. Something like that happened with Salt and Pepper. I don't know if you saw their Lifetime documentary. Oh. Like, um, mm -hmm. It wasn't a documentary, it was a, bi it was a, it was a biopic, but um, it was mm -hmm. absolutely brilliant. And when they first, when they were getting started, um, no one really knew what they looked like. So there, there's a scene in the movie where somebody takes a picture of them and they find, this person finds two people that kind of look like Salt and Pepper and then mm -hmm. they bill them as Salt and Pepper, but they weren't really Salt and Pepper. <laughs> um, so I can imagine how many artists, especially like the black women have, have gone through that. But a little bit about ESG, uh, let's see. Oh, Emerald, Sapphire and Gold. That's what ESG stands for. Right. Legendary New York dance punk group, group. And I think if anybody listens to LCD Sound System, Death From Above, 1979, you see, you know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. Block Party, Cut From That Cloth, that whole dance, post-punkish sound, that's all ESG. Um, they actually, like like you said, they, they've become uh, popular with house DJs and uh, in hip hop too, because UFO is one of the most sampled songs um, in, in hip hop. And I highly, highly recommend to everybody listening Please go listen to their 1982 album, Come Away with ESG. It is beautiful, brilliant, and you really want to dance. You really, mm -hmm. truly want to dance to this. All right, you go. What's next? What you got for me? So I think uh, just another one, just this is pretty topical, uh, you know, with everything with uh, Spectre dying recently. Uh, I think a lot of people were discovering more about uh, Ronnie Spector than they had ever known before and just uh, hearing about that woman's life and then just seeing the pictures of just who she was around and how much she was in the mix again this is something where it's like I don't know if like you realize it even at the time or it's you know 20 years on and then you're like I guess I did hang out with Iggy Pop and David Bowie on a regular basis but um, you know just you know between her music and the Ronettes and then everything that she went through with Bill Spector and the crazy crazy abuse that she went to that's almost like cartoonish did, did you know that he like kept like a coffin in the basement and what? like threatened to put her in it <laughs> at all times and kept her shoes like this woman like escaped from his house barefoot like she's it's like a kill bill story it's great <laughs> oh my goodness yeah yeah so it's like that's someone where it's like why hasn't there been like a prestige tv show or like a really high profile biopic of her. Cause I feel like going from that to like hanging out with David, but like she's just been everywhere. So I don't know. I feel like she needs uh, a little bit more, more love and attention. <laughs> she, uh, well, I don't know too much about uh, Ronnie Speck. Does she, does she have solo material or um, was she in any groups? 
So yeah, she did have she did have a solo career after the Ronettes. I mean, I'm I'm more familiar with the Ronettes, but um, yeah. yeah, she's just someone that I, I I think it would be fascinating to get like a fictional portrayal of her, um, or at least someone like her, because I feel like that kind of oh um, you know just getting the right actress there. I feel like it could just be like a stellar project. I don't know. Her bio, her biography. The answer crazy. should uh, cover some Ronettes songs. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the, you know, it's also interesting, like, because I was, you know, talking about the Black Keys covering uh, Junior Kimbrough. Is there any group that you would consider or Ganser would consider doing um, a, a tribute EP or even like a seven inch or something about an artist that you love? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think the thing that we've always come around to on covers is that, like, I think that we would probably do some band that has a male lead singer. Like, you know, like, I, I think I'd want to, like, take Nadia and, like, have her do a run at, like, Iggy Pop or something like that. Um, I, I think that's that's always interesting with covers to pick someone who doesn't sound like you do. Like, I don't think we would ever do ESG. I don't think we'd ever do, not that we sound too much like them, but I think we would want to go somewhere kind of far away and then kind of make it our own. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, because, you know, I'm seeing a lot of uh, white artists cover Black artists but do a very, very good job of it, but mm -hmm. do it completely differently. Like Ty Siegel, when he covered the Eagles, it sounds nothing like the Eagles version, nothing at right. all. Even when he covered Harry Nielsen and his Ty's version of the songs sound almost nothing like, um, you know, the, the original. So I would, I think, cause now I'm becoming more obsessed with, you know, uh, tribute EP mm -hmm. and I, I love it. Cause I, I you know, there, there's certain like people like me who like to learn about different types of music. When I hear artists do that, I learn and discover about mm -hmm. these artists, and I go down that rabbit hole. You know, like for Junior right. Kimbrough and and, and uh, Harry Nielsen. If right. Ty didn't cover them, or the Blackies didn't cover Junior Kimbrough, I don't know if I would have known about them. So, um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I think like doing something taking something that like you know you you love and kind of going back to the roots of it and then bringing it forward I think that yes. that's just kind of like the, the natural progression of how things work like I think like a really good one for me like I, I I like a fair amount of like that kind of like disco dance kind of thing that shows up a little bit on our album but like to do something like I don't know like a Donna Summer song like MacArthur Park or something would be pretty cool you know like make that into a like a more rock song all about trying to figure out like what's the way in i don't know covers are really difficult they're really difficult we've only ever like done one cover two covers live ever um and that was like for one-off occasions like one was at like a drag show <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> like we might as well that's <laughs> amazing i'm sure um hopefully uh some crazy crazy fan um is making bootlegged versions of live bands. Hopefully you have a crazy bootlegger that, that I mean, shows when shows come back. There might be a version of Tainted Love floating around there somewhere. I don't know. We only did it once. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, it actually lasted like Amy Winehouse uh, covered the specials very well, uh, Monkey Man. Um, and she, her version is very good. That was almost one of my bands. That was almost one of the artists that I chose. Oh, the specials? I yeah. thought about the specials too a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the next on my list, uh, Miss Eves. Uh, she's a multimedia artist, rapper, went viral a couple of years ago with her Thunder Thighs video. She has music in Insecure. Um, and 
aside from music, she makes these incredible paper mache models that are just amazing. Um, and she started a social media challenge last year, her belly bounce challenge, which she tried to get me to do uh, to no avail. I, yeah, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool that a lot of people have, have been doing it. Um, uh, musically, she raps over a lot of electronic uh, dance sounding uh, instrumentation that are that's really cool. Like it's not like David Guetta or anything like that, but it's a lot of like almost tune yards esque, but a lot more danceable. Um, and her music's very introspective too. Like she's talking about a lot of real things, but it's you, you can dance to it. Like three jobs, for example, it's about struggling now as a freelancer, having multiple mm-hmm. jobs, but it's it's very groovy and you can dance to it. Yeah. I yeah. like that. I like that as a concept for a song. <laughs> yep, yep. You have to think, but you can dance while you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right, who's next with you? Is this the last one? Are we down to the, the last one already? Yeah, I'm almost, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, I have one more. I have one more after this. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think we're down to our last two. So this yeah. one is uh it's a song that like every single time I, I hear it, I, I get chills. It's uh Screaming Jay Hawkins, I put a spell on you. Mm, uh, specifically that yeah specifically that song do you know the story behind it nope okay so i got you here to tell me these stories (laughs) so you're gonna hear it differently from now on and i think this is why screaming jay hawkins went on to like uh influence bands like the cramps or even you know shock rock like alice cooper marilyn manson all these things because he tried to be very straight like blues like rock and roll musician and they were recording the song, I Put a Spell on You. And he's in there with a the band and they're recording it. It's, it's okay, it's all right. And their manager goes, you know what? Like, we've done this a couple of times. I feel like it's not really gelling. Look, I'm gonna go get us some dinner and I'm also gonna get us some drinks and I'll be back. And so he comes back with food, but also an extreme amount of booze. And they all get blackout drunk record the song in this crazy demented way because they're blackout drunk and that's how the version he's he doesn't remember recording it and the crazy thing about this is because the song became so spooky you know and kind of changed its whole tone around because he's drunk so it's like more threatening the whole like uh his whole stage persona you know like the bone through the nose like tribal thing that all came like after the success of the song like he had to reverse engineer persona to go with essentially him being blackout drunk and then he got to perform pretending i think at least part of the time that he was blackout drunk all the time isn't that weird that is strange (laughs) so he didn't like how he sounded doing it straight is that i don't know if he did or if his manager just said like i think we need to like try something different um but yeah that's that's the story of that song and i so now when i hear it it's like it's a little bit like uh creepier than uh than i remember it you know unbelievable um the, the last on my list is uh probably the most popular artist on the i guess maybe not really but beyonce? Most popular did you pick beyonce no <laughs> <laughs> i said that like <laughs> I mean, you could have. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you picked any of the Knowles family, Solange, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care at all. Because there's a Wouldn't lot. It'd be funny I, if like three of mine were just like all the members. Wait, I could. I could have done the whole. Could I have done the whole six with members of Destiny's Child? Past or present? You could have. I would have been record a, this. <laughs> well, there's always Juneteenth. Always, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. 
<laughs> we have a whole month too. So, wow. You see, I didn't even think of that. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, uh, the last on my list is Yola. Do you know Yola? Did I, tell you about, did I talk to you about Yola yet? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, she, uh, you would love Yola. Um, she has a very soulful take on country. If you know Linda Martell, you know her? I don't, do not. Another great a black country singer. Um, she put out one album in the 70s. Amazing stuff. Um, but Yola dropped her debut album, Walk Through Fire, in 2019. And I fell in love with this album when I was finished with my year-end list for 2019. And hearing it again, I'm like, I'm an idiot. This should have been on my list. Uh, it's that it's that good. Um, and it, it was put out on Dan Arabak's um, album, uh, not album, uh, label Easy Eye Sound. And he actually produced, produced it as well. Um, this is not only a must-hear album and for country fans, soul music fans, or whatever, but just in general. But it's a must-hear on vinyl. It is an absolute. You have to hear it on vinyl. It is moving to hear it in its true analog form. Um, I was able to find a copy of it on vinyl, and it is I like it so much more now. Um, but if you listen to it on Spotify, whatever. But if you listen to it like analog, it's like so beautiful. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and Yola is truly remarkable, truly incredible. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's it with my list. Um, Alicia, tell me everything going on with Ganser now. I know you got some remixes out. What's popping? So uh, we decided to do a remix project that's a little different. Um, we met a lot of people over the past year, yourself included. Um, online you know typically like you would meet people that would remix your album playing shows and stuff but these are all people that we either played with you know a while ago and kept in touch online or people that we met through twitter um so we're just releasing one a month as a surprise and the full thing will be out i believe in may um but it's been really fun this is the first time that we've done remixes so it's kind of wild uh seeing what people come up with when you send them your stems, which is a little bit scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who did that? Uh, David Byrne did that. Um, when David Byrne and Brian Eno did their album together, um, later on, they they would um, they put up the stems of their songs for free so right. people can remix it, um, which is really, which is really cool. I think that down the line, um, when, when clubs come back, one day I'm going to hear a Ganser remix, just like <laughs> ESG. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Wait for the next one. It's a good dance track. So oh, yeah? you might not be wrong. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. It's going to be so cool. Um, Alicia, thank you so much for doing this with me. I've been looking forward to this. For all, I could have done this by myself, but it wouldn't be right. I had to bring <laughs> you on. You were the perfect person to do this with. It's Thanks so for having me. Yeah. So um, plug away, Ganser. Anything else you got going on? This is your time. So uh, just look at that sky. Actually, turned six months old today so uh, i i think uh i think it's going well for staying home but um you should check that album out just look at that sky and uh we're just writing the third one now so it's only Ooh. gonna get weirder from here let's go and it's a truly great album really really good Thanks. uh each time i listen to it it's i find something else that i like about it Oh, good. good. Yeah, I, I love albums like that. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's so great. Thank you so much, Alicia. Thanks for having me. Um.